Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. And I'm here with Rich Klein. We're going to talk about, I don't think this is controversial, but it's something that I really haven't discussed very much. And Rich wants to, Rich has a great, he's not an inquisitor, but he's a friend who is curious about what's going on behind the scenes. And I think you'll find what he's interested in will be things that you'll be interested in too. And I will too, because it's amazing what comes out when we start and get into these unscripted conversations. But thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Comsi.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, as well as Tops, Panini, and Upper, Beck, Upper Deck. Rich, you want to ask me, since you have been with Beckett Publications during some of the very fast growth years, and you're now with ComC, which is having a pretty explosive growth as well. The card shops have grown, but that's not growing as much. Although Rob has grown in employees. And really, we're talking about not just growth in sales, but growth, growth in complexity of a business as, and the number of employees that required to efficiently uh, run it. Heritage has had some growth. Huggins and Scott has had some growth. The top spinning in upper deck, they're all, but we're talking about explosive corporate growth that is, that when you're the boss of a company, then you've got to hire people. You've got to hire enough, but not too many. So what's your take on this? Because you've experienced uh, both of these rides. You were there at the peak of our company, and you're watching ComC grow steadily as well, it seemed like. It seemed yeah. like we were hiring a person a week for a while there. Well, we're doing the same thing at ComC. As, and the reason I wanted to ask you, and it's not to give Tim or PSA advice, but I think for people out there, it'd be curious to hear the historical perspective from the person who actually had to go through and lead a company from an explosive growth. When I got to Beckett in the fall of 1990, I was approximately employee number 50, give or take. By 1993, we had 175 employees, including a few interns. So there's so maybe 165, 160 full-time employees at that point. That's a tripling, plus a new building. That's pretty explosive growth. ComC and PSA and ComC... I tell people that we are going to hire more people at ComC in the calendar year 2020 than when I went out for my, and I'll put it in air quotes, interview in 2014 in terms of the whole company. PSA is, has had virtual job fairs. They've publicly announced how many people they want to hire. They built a building next door. They've had to do this in real time. You had several years to do this. So you did have a slightly different circumstance, except it's still explosive growth. So tell me some of the thought patterns behind how you dealt with the explosive growth and how you were able to do it over time. Basically, Rich, you've teed up the question in such a way that I have a huge advantage over everybody else you talked about because I'm talking about hindsight <laughs> and they're having to do this in real time. I divide up a, a couple of, you've you mentioned a couple of things, this explosive growth in uh, employees as well as, and, and in sales, because it's got to be warranted, but you've got to pay them with something, but also a growth in the footprint or the real estate, the office space required. And even in these COVID days, people still have to do their work from somewhere. PSA has doubled their space. They're a public company. Uh, they, they have a different uh, sources of, of capital. ComC has increased their space. But my biggest heartburn was not increasing the financial obligations of having a higher rent payment. It was the, and it wasn't the financial, it was the relational obligation that you're hiring somebody that you really like because most of the, I think everybody we hired, I liked that I wanted to come on our team and I hope they would be there for a long time. But you have to wonder in a hobby, everything has, is cyclical to some degree that if you're too aggressive in hiring, you're going to have to cut back. And that's, that's way worse than explosive growth is this uh, contractions. If, if all the people you're talking about and every, really everybody in the industry is affected, if they're conservative on adding space, adding employees, 
then it's better to be a little bit conservative. But what you pointed out is the growth has been such that being a little bit conservative, there's no such thing. Because really the business has doubled in the last year. And so to be conservative and think we're going to increase by 25%, but your business doubled. We had some years where we doubled and I don't know that we probably didn't double the number of employees. Uh, we lagged it a little bit, which would be my advice to anybody that's listening is to lag it a little bit. If you lag it too much, you wind up losing some good employees. And frankly, what you can lose is not just the good employees. You can burn out your best employees and you've, you've got to keep up. You've got, you've got to reinvest in the business. And that's, it's mainly about the people and not about the real estate. We also are dealing with the pandemic. And so you also have physical yeah. distancing at a place like ComC, at a place like PSA. ComC has the issues re receiving cards yeah. and the physicality yeah. of shipping them out. PSA has some of the same issues. You have to receive the cards. You have to get them to the graders. You have to also then ship them out. You have certain physicality issues that were not before. So not only do you have a bigger business, but you have less, I want to say, less people who can do certain parts of the job at certain times. I can do my job remotely. I've done my job remotely the whole time. That doesn't have to change. But if some, if you have an order with ComC or an order with PSA, somebody's got to ship it out to you. Somebody's got to get the car to the shipper. Somebody's got to get the car to the grader. <laughs> uh, again, it's, uh, people think that everything like grading can be fully automated. And uh, I won't say not in my lifetime, but it's there's still a lot of touch points for doing price guides, for shipping cards, for grading cards, for handling cards or physical products. So I, I really, there's just no way around it. But so you need good people and you've got to, you, you can't just hire them and expect them to instantly jump in. They've got to learn what they're supposed to do. And I had, yeah, you know, I think Jeff Amano maybe gave this speech, but it was about each person. I don't think it was me, but it was, but I have the same philosophy. Each person should think of themselves as an independent contractor to make themselves, themselves valuable to the company they work for. So that if they were, whether working one day a week or five days a week, they're adding more value and they're increasing their value and they get a raise, not just because they've been there, but because they've increased their efficiency of their capabilities or their skill set. And you certainly did that. And, and many others did that. Consequently, if there is a downturn, you're, if you got to get, if you've got to reduce your payroll, you're going to, it's just, I just can't tell you how painful that is. It's well, we, very we talked about that when we did the faith episode, yeah. how you made sure to do your well, best to ensure everybody had a soft, as soft as a landing as possible. Like a thud. Tell me how soft the landing is if you go back to your wife and say, hey, I got I got let go today in the nicest, kindest way. You're still out of a job. Right. And, no. you, and th then you can't even be angry at your boss if he was a reasonably nice guy. But there's handwriting on the wall. But for the boss, there's handwriting on the wall when you see this growth. And like I said, you, you can't allow it to lag too much or you'll demoralize uh, the people. And if you're too aggressive and thinking, hey, we're going to double again next year, let's gear up for it. I'm not, you can't I'm not that, can you? advising that. Now, one thing, and I think you touched upon this, is when you grow like that, you lose some of the, I don't want to say friendliness, that's the wrong word. It became, well, there's family, there's extended family, and then there's like distant cousins or something. And it becomes like And it became like, uh, it got, we peaked at 187, okay. in my recollection. You recollect? Who's yes. counting? But, but that's really too many to know everybody really well. Yes. We had some family parties and things on, in our, on our property and some okay. family Olympics and things like that. So we were inclusive of the family, but that just makes it tougher if you ever have a downturn. And, and I just have to say there probably will be a downturn at some point so in our industry. Now, I hope not, but there nine, probably will be. In 93, 
We did cards as part of the. Uh, we, exactly. It was a. Six, I still have a set. Yeah. You have a full. You're the only person yeah. I know with a full set. It's more every than, employee and uh, their families. Yeah. It's more than 600 cards, if I remember correctly. You're kidding. But that's extended families. That includes or extended people family. came to the picnic yes. or submitted their photos. Yes, or other people. The set is more than 600 cards. We didn't have that many people, but then it's wives and but it's wives. kids. But, it's, but like some that. some people did rookie so cards, probably about 550 or whatever. Except for you and me. Yeah. But it's a valid point because as an employee, it's very interesting when you move from the tight-knit small company to the extended family with distant cousins. And this is not a complaint, but it, it, ComC has its own challenges because we have offices in at least four places and people right. working remotely. So I don't get to talk to as many people as I used to. Mm. And it's it's fine for me because I have, I honestly, I have old radio air checks they, and I have other radio programs. <laughs> they keep me company all day. It's fine for me. But I can understand why some people would miss the personal day-to-day contact. I'm most familiar with my own experience and, and, uh, and so many friends still at, at, at Beckett Media and some of the Panini guys were there for the previous regime that had some ups and downs, some big ups, but some, but some downs as well. PSA, I'm not as familiar with, but they're public. And if you read what's happened in the last year, they're some major shareholders are, when you say you've got a million card backlog or more, shareholders are saying, and again, that's another constituency that the constituencies I had, I was the owner and I had, but and the employees were absolutely major stakeholders, but I sure didn't have a, a dissident private equity company telling me that I'm not running the company or I'm not being aggressive enough in hiring with this huge backlog. And I think um, one of the things people don't understand is just how hard it is for a company like PSA and a company like ComC that both have actively put out the we're hiring thing. Yeah to find people that actually know something about cards. Yeah. Well, we, what I found is that there were, when I would talk to people that didn't know the hobby, they, and, and other CEOs, I've got a lot of friends that are uh, groups I'm in, or the other guys are presidents and CEOs of companies. And in certain industries, they think people are fungible. They, you just, you know, get rid of that guy. You get somebody else just as good. They just pop in spare parts. And I said, no, this is a hobbyist, enthusiast, expert driven business. And it's, you've got to have that expertise, but you got to have the attitude. They got to be sharp. They got to be hardworking. They got to be a self-starter. Otherwise, they're not necessarily a bad apple. When we were humming the best is because we had a, co- uh, you know, a lot of cohesion in our team where everybody was pulling together and you, and you weren't looking around saying, Hey, that guy's not pulling his weight. I don't want to do his job too. You were saying, Hey, that guy's really working hard. I've got to do, I got to work hard too. And you were a hard worker. So that's the thing. So if you hire too aggressively and bring in people that have a great attitude, but no skill. Or great skill, but a bad attitude. You can, you, it's better to, I thought it was better to not have the person at all. I think they have right. a bad person. And so that's what these other situations are dealing with to Beckett Media has a huge uh, backlog on the grading, but to bring in somebody and I, and I had that episode with uh, Dave Poole, it's training graders. It, it's damaging to the brand and every, these, every one of these situations you're talking about. It's if it was easy to even customer service, which you'd think, because we had a lot of customer yes. services back, people in back in the day. If they didn't understand the dealer mentality, they could do more damage than good. It'd be better to have a, a robot on the phone, an automated attendant, than somebody that didn't get it, didn't understand the lingo. Well, I know that from experience. I'm not training, but I'm doing quasi-training of a couple okay. of people. There are a couple of people at ComC who will send me emails. I made these mistakes because they don't have quite the same permissions I do. Can you fix what I did? And I will always send them an email back saying... Yes, this is what you need to look out for. Or this one, I understand what happened. This is what happened and why. And, and there was one where, no, the reason it, the reason you did that was the previous person did it wrong and you just matched yeah. what they did. So don't take any blame on that one yeah. because 
But it's hard because I'm not no. talk. I'm not always talking to these people. I'm doing it by email a lot. You know? Let me give you a compliment because we're running a, a little low on the T word that Diane doesn't want me to say. That we have a certain fifteen certain Let's just say that things. There's fifteen things that we're thinking about here, and we're coming to the end of the fifteenth thing. But you were versatile, and I always thought it was important. And it's not that it's not bench strength as much as it's somebody that can play every position. And so I hope ComC sees you that way. And I, I, I know some of the guys that are still at, at Beckett Media have that ability. Some of my old buddies that are at Panini and, and Grant over at Upper Deck and, and Jaspi, look at what he's done. Some of the people we had that were really outstanding were not just, they could only play shortstop. They could play whatever position was needed. And they had a best position, but they were uh, true teammates. And that's my advice to the the Tims and, and uh, Joes of the world, that if you can add some people that have some versatility, that are sharp, hardworking, and, and like I say, able to care, take care of certain other roles, then when the going gets tough, that person can be really invaluable. And not to wear them out, but in a pinch, you could put them in there. And we had a bunch of that. But we had downturns too, and every, well, it, when, it's going to happen. When you when the company was bought out and Peter would have meetings with us, yeah. he said one of the common threads was people would say, I've worked in every division but accounting. Yeah. You know, in other words, move people yeah. properly that were. Well, I think it's a positive. Yeah. And I I'd encourage these other uh, entities to do that too, because, and again, as an employee, more people are employees than are bosses. Employees, you want to increase your value by, in that versatility, you want to be an expert. Uh, not, it's, it's not an either or, be an expert or jack of all trades. Be an expert, but have some other trades that you're serviceable in. And you certainly did and, and many others. So appreciate that. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, Jim. Uh, I hope for your sake. And the hobby's sake that the explosive growth continues. I hope PSA continues to have problems with excess demand because that means BGS will have problems with excess demand. And eventually they'll get caught up with their, with the hiring of people. And uh, I look forward to getting caught up, but it's good to be a little behind, not way behind. So anyway, thanks, Rich. Thanks, everybody. Be back again tomorrow. The man.